Good morning, marketers, and welcome to the If You Market podcast. We are the only podcast that markets the shit out of it. Uh, if You Market is brought to you by Mountaintop Data and Joto PR, and I'm your host, Sky Cassidy. Uh, co-host Carla Joe Helms has the day off today, and uh, today we'll be talking with James Kessinger of Hushly about website conversion optimization, and we'll also be seeing a demo of, of their platform. Uh, James is an experienced marketing executive with 20-plus years in leadership roles in corporate marketing, product marketing, services marketing, field and partner marketing, and he has led both large organizations and uh, smaller marketing teams. In his current role as CMO at Hushley, James is responsible for defining, building, and executing on all marketing, PR, go-to-market, and uh, partnership programs, and we are honored to have you on the show with us today, James, to talk about uh, website conversion optimization is uh, also, I understand we're going to be getting a demo of Hushly. Yeah, no, I'm excited to be here and you, uh, you will be getting a demo for sure. Fantastic. So website conversion optimization, obviously super important, especially with all the software as a service type platforms out there. It's kind of they're the whole business Right. <laughs> with, with that kind of platform. You have to drive people and, they, and they've got to convert. Um, before we jump into that, can you tell me, uh, you know, what did we miss in your bio there? What else do people need to know uh, about you? Yeah, so, uh, I mean, the, you've covered it pretty good. I think, you know, I've been around in the marketing aspect at least for, for 20 some odd years. I've been in sales for, for three of those, so I did carry a bag there for a while. And, um, you know, I've touched pretty much all functional elements of marketing, which is, which is always interesting, right? Because as a, as a leader, as a CMO, right, you want to make sure you have a different grasp on whether that's the product or the services or if it's partners or if it's going to be demand gen. Right, there's, there's, I've pretty much touched all those elements um, in my various roles over the, over the past uh, 20 some odd years. And, um, and honestly, right. I think it, those are, you know, those are important, right? Those are important aspects of, because it grounds you at least into understanding what those roles are, which ones you know you need to go hire for, because they're either strengths or you know that they're just big problems and you want to make sure you don't get bogged down to those, right? Right. Being uh, awesome in something like uh, SEO is nice to have on your team, but to run a marketing department, you really need to be more of a renaissance man in the marketing. Right, as they say, the jack of all trades, but yes, mm -hmm. uh, that's true. And then hire some experts in the individual little details here and there. Absolutely. So, um, so Hushly, website conversion optimization, what, what kind of problem, what exactly does Hushly, what does your product solve in that, in that equation? Like it's a MarTech, when people are looking at at plugging that in somewhere, why are they gonna? Why would they plug Hushly in? Uh, so the the key one is, is it's really we're solving the problem, which is a universal problem today, right? Which is it's the visitor to opt in, right? So getting that that visitor on a landing page to opt in, and if you look at today's, you know, the actual problem that's out there, right? So well, there's about four and a half billion dollars, right? In, in the B, and again, we're we're only B two B, so you know, B two B marketers are spending about four and a half billion dollars annually to drive traffic to sites. So that's not anything to do with SEO or, you know, the referral track that they're getting from maybe a tech target or somebody, right? I mean, this is, those are, those are additional dollars. This is just the four and a half billion dollars that's just coming in from paid, right? And um, the average conversion, if you're just looking at Google, for instance, is 3.06%. So that means that whopping 96 point, uh, whatever, 4% right out there is, is essentially abandoning, right? So that's the problem that we wanted to go solve as a company. And that was sort of how we kind of came in and, and solved that universal abandonment problem. Um, and so if you look at that and then sort of what we're doing there is we're helping really get and change that 
change that whole paradigm around how you get people to convert. And so today, you know, what we kind of say um, when we're talking to customers is, look, do you want to lead with value or do you want to lead with a form, right? So the, the form is the biggest friction element out there. So, uh, and what I'll demonstrate sort of, you know, with you as well is how do we go and really show folks how we can go do that, right? So lead with the value versus the form. Now, again, we... I'd like to touch on that real quick. I'm glad you brought that up. Where do you come down? I'm getting a feeling here, but uh, <laughs> on the gate content versus don't gate content uh, debate. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm, I'm a big fan. The technology, which, you know, we also allows you to actually ungate all of your contents, give it away, if you want to call it that, right? Um, but with our technology, you can't print it, you can't save it, you can't download it, you can't forward it until you give us a business email. So in essence, you can give it away, you can ungate it if you want. Uh, and the only thing we ask for is, is a business email. And again, we verify in real time that these things happen. So I'll, I'll show you those things, but that's, I'm a big fan of just sort of giving the contents away, you know, but for us is that doesn't mean that it can go down with it, right? It just means that let's give it away, give people the ability to view that content. I mean, you spend all the money to actually go create the content. So right. it's useful, right? And uh, ostensibly you created the content with the thought in mind that you have a product that has value outside of the content itself. You're not selling the content. This is to attract eyeballs to your site so that they can see your value and you can have a chance to convince them to buy your product kind of yeah i mean it, you know the content's there to educate the you know the mm -hmm. prospective buyer and or researcher if they're doing research on your on who you are as a company and, and your products right so it, that it's there to solve that purpose so the idea is if you're trying to educate somebody let's remove as much friction as possible and obviously the form is a huge one right? whether and again it's even worse if you think about a mobile device right it's like less than a percent on conversion yeah. i know it was popular for a while, the gating of content, but I always felt if you believe in your product and, and in your site, you don't, you shouldn't really need to gate the content so heavily to say, this is what you really want, not our product, but this. So we need your information so we can kind of come and bludgeon you about our product later. Um, I know you want, do want to get that information so you can help them through the process, maybe follow up with them and, and, and whatnot. But uh, yeah, I'm a big proponent of not, uh, not gating content. Yeah, I think there's, and there's three ways to look at it, right? One is the, um, well, there's the other aspect, which is we can't walk into customers and say, look, get rid of all your forms. I mean, you know, there's, there's a lot of enterprise companies and they've got, you know, Eloqua, Marketo, and the, you know, they've got Pardot in there. They just got these, these massive marketing automation platforms that they've built, you know, all these landing pages on. So the, the last thing we want to do is be able to go there and say, look, get rid of all your forms. So we typically go in with the other piece of that, which is, look, we can work on your existing infrastructure and work on just abandonment. If it's just, let's just try to go prove this model out that we can increase your conversions by what we say is 51%, right? And we guarantee that if you've got 100 people filling your form, I've got 51 more coming right after that, just that we'll capture from abandonment. Right. So, so we are usually there. And then, you know, then we can start to have, once we prove that model, then we go have the discussion. Are forms really necessary? Do you guys want to try something different? And It sounds like you're putting them into a slippery slope to get rid of their forms. <laughs> well, you're like, we're not going to tell you to get rid of them. We're just going to put you on that path to make it yeah, I mean, less look, painful. It's hard, right? I mean, it's hard. <laughs> I mean, look, it's not like it's one marketer making a decision. It's, it's, there's, there's a sales goal. Wait a minute, I need my leads. And wait a minute, are we, if we get rid of this form, God knows, we're gonna, how are we going to do this? What are we going to do? So it's really hard in these big companies. Committees. That, that kind of uh, mental politics, I, I might call it, is it's interesting because people think this is a good idea. Why not implement it? Right. And they don't realize the friction they're going to run into is as big a problem as the problem the solution's solving if it prevents the solution from, from being put in place. Right. Like it, it doesn't. So if your solution is easier to, to ease into, someone else might have 
uh, let's say there's this hypothetical company that I, I know it doesn't exist, but it has the same solution as you, but better. Sure. But it's jump in headfirst immediately type solution. And you guys get to put a toe in the water and slowly acclimate people to it. You're going to be way more successful than a solution, any solution, any MarTech, yours, any type of solution where people, you just have to say, trust us, jump in headfirst. Just, you won't break your neck. Go for it. You're not going to get buy-in from from enough of the team to move forward with the solution you really need to. Yeah. Uh, that's interesting. I didn't know that about your product. So it it kind of has this. Uh, oh, that's maybe not a good analogy, but boiling the frog type of a, in a good way <laughs> type of a thing. That's a bad analogy, right? Let's say that's testing bad. the waters, but right. you're just putting your toe in the water to start with, and and getting people comfortable so that not only does the solution work and do what it's supposed to do, but it allows these marketing teams to implement it painlessly and without big fights that result in it not even being implemented. Exactly. And I guess I would say uh, maybe in that way improves your website conversion or your product uh, uh, conversion rates of people actually buying since uh, they can, they can get buy-in so much easier from the rest of their team. Yeah. Cause you know, you now have data to go prove everything. Right. And, and, mm -hmm. and I was just at, uh, at an intent event with Bombora and, and it's sort of, you know, everyone's about the data and the reality is that if you have data it's hard to refute when you're like look here's what we can do for you on this we have use cases where we're doing better with customers that are going you know with no forms or putting a toe in the water and trying some you know some pages with no forms so once you start to produce the data about what you can go to do i mean again it's hard to refute so right. it's an easier battle internally and not a, and i don't say a battle internally. it's just an easier sell internally to say look we're gonna go try a couple things and as marketers god knows we should be trying new things right i mean you're not yeah. trying to do things as a marketer. What are you doing, right? But also, if every time a new thing comes along, you just throw away your old thing and try it out, right. also, what are you doing as a marketer? Right. Like, you have to be able to test side by side, to do little demos, to do little trials of something. Pilots and everything else. Uh, or, you know, you're just going to be, every time you make a mistake, it'll be devastating. You threw out what worked for something because somebody <laughs> sold you some <laughs> you snake oil. Sure. And it's like, that. that's, that's really bad also. So right. not to say it's a, I, I guess I'd say it's a good thing that there's resistance internally most most times because they're protecting against just having some sort of schizophrenic martech acquisition going on right and again, again there's a ton of martech out there right so uh and you're right i think having the ability to go in and say look we can work with your existing infrastructure by the way it's just a simple tag on your page and then mm -hmm. we take over the experience it's a softer pedal right versus me coming in saying hey look i need to get your subdomain in here and we need we're going to take over everything i mean it right. is a again depending on size of the company, right? I think smaller companies where they're looking at redesigning websites and they're, and they're doing things, those are easier sales. It's like, look, we're looking to blue sky some stuff. So this makes sense. I want to get rid of that, or I didn't like our forms in the first place. Great. This is a great, you know, great way to jump in. But we're, de we're dealing with a lot more of the large enterprises. So it's, you know, it's typically it's just, a, you know, it's just a different selling model. Right? right. The option to incrementally come in, or I would imagine even you can always, keep some of what's running and then apply something hushly to, to uh, only certain areas. Um, I guess this is a good point to, to kind of jump in and mention a little more specifically website conversion optimization. Okay. But for the listeners, we don't do a lot of product demos on this show. Uh, and I think some people are listening, thinking still, okay, but what does this do? What is, what is this tool? Is this a dancing monkey in the corner that it keeps people wanting to stay on the site? Um, <laughs> what what does the tool actually what's the function it does you know a chat bot handles chats a 
Um, you know, there's, there's all these uh, various tools you can have on your site. Can, so can you can give kind of a nuts and bolts breakdown, and then we'll jump into the demo and people can actually see it, but of how Hushly functions and, and what it does there. Yeah, so on, and then I'll give you the, there's two use cases, right? One is the abandonment, which is using your own infrastructure. In that case, it's a simple tag on your site. And, you know, all we're doing is we're offering, as somebody begins to abandon, you know, exit intent is not new. You see it on, on the consumer mm -hmm. side, right? Which is the pop-up comes in. In this case, what we do is we pop up the, uh, a preview of your content. So they came in, they see a form, and they're like, I'm, I'm, I got to get out of here, right? And they leave. The idea is we come in now, instead of saying, hey, go fill out the form, go fill out my form. And by the way, did you see my, my form box, right? We go and say, here's your content you came to see. Yeah, and so you say, whoa, 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 don't leave yet, don't leave yet. Yeah, it's sort of but, like, you know, you've got that split second to capture somebody, right? And so yep. instead of saying, pop up box, it says, go get my form again, which I hate, right? It is, here's the content I came to see. Hmm, that's interesting. And so what we're doing is we're re-engaging them. And we're saying, look, this is why you actually came to the site, right? So let's right. let them, and then they have the ability to preview the content. So they can actually just click through it and, and see what's going on. And it's only like, do they, you know, at the end, they, they basically fill out a business email. That's, you're turning the form fill into a negotiation kind of digitally. Like, oh, okay, if you're going to fill it out, fine. Right. But if you're going to leave, well, maybe we don't need the company name and URL and phone number. Just your name and email is fine. And then they're like, sorry, I'm sorry. Just the email. We're cool. <laughs> I mean, for us, that's really all it is. I mean, because the reality yeah. is that, so, I mean, think, think about the, so again, back to sort of the problem, right? So the problem out there is, yes, there's an abandonment problem and it's high cost, right? There's high cost without there. But there's the other two problems that are sort of underlying as well, which is junk leads, low quality, right? Mm -hmm. So I've got people fill out the form. They lie all the time. I mean, I lie on the forms all the time. Yep. Why would I want to give my real stuff away, first of all? What percentage of us have an email just for filling out forms? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> and what percentage of those are pretty much one of the 10,000 some odd free email accounts that yeah. are out there, right? I mean, and the listeners that are, that are listening to this now that don't are like, oh, yeah, I got to go create a Gmail for forms. That's great. <laughs> so that's, but that's it. So we filter out in real time. Uh, all the 10,000 some odd free email accounts, all the role-based emails, right? So sales at, you know, a real mm -hmm. domain.com, right? Um, and, you know, sort of anything that's Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck, you know, something that looks like an email, right? A, a real format. Um, so in real time, we're able to just say, no, 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 that's, you know, we need a valid business email. And, I, and that, you know, those things alone, again, begin to increase quality. And then, you know, sort of that, that last step, which is we prevent the impersonation because we send you an email to verify you actually own the email. So it's right. not... Bill Gates walking around your, you know, your website and Microsoft.com, right? And because the second piece of that is compliance, right? So you have GDPR, you've got CASL with Canada, and now coming up, as you know, in California, we've got CCPA starting in January. So what we do is we offer the double opt-in so we get that, you know, unbundled, you know, individual bundle consent. So content, let's say you've got a customer, they've got a PDF, they, they send out a campaign to drive traffic to get this uh, ebook, whatever it is they've created. Yep. And they want to capture people's information before they give them the ebook. You're saying there's a preview of this. So when they come, uh, they have a form to fill out. The person that visits says, you know what? I don't want to fill out this form. They go to leave and you have a thing pop up. Say, Hey, look, here's remember this content. Look how cool it is. Like you really do want this. They can interact with it. It's interactive content. Right. And then you give them the option to enter in less information. Yep. But now you're saying you also, so let's say they say, okay, great. I, I want the stuff. I'll give you my email. They put their email in, submit it. Are they then passed through to the content or do they have to go and verify that was their email in their email account first? You've got to verify because that's, the only, that's mm -hmm. the only real way to verify that, that, again, back to the individual unbundled consent, right? You've got to right. prove that you have that email as part of GDPR. So the so, compliance aspect is, is critical because, 
at the end of the day, back to, I could, I could put in BillGatesMicrosoft.com and I can go get your content. Again, that's not a valid lead, right? So on one hand, I was mentioning earlier that I believe in not getting content, but there is a place for getting content. It seems like your solution um, requires some gating of content. It's like a micro gate because it's but one, it's, one right. deep, right? Essentially, because you need something to get the user's information. Again, we're only asking for one because at the end of the day, there's enough data on us, right? To go right. get and build that business profile because we go, we do the enrichment as well, right? So yeah, we're right. enriching all that data to give you whatever your minimum data requirements are. Yeah, we're a data company. Trust me, if you give us yeah, a corporate email so address, we so know everything point, else already. You're, I mean, there's so much out there on you as an individual that why would you need <laughs> so? And then we API that into your marketing automation platforms. It's done, right? Once all that is done, right. we, and we take it a step further. We, take the, even, we do the human verification too. But, um, so you're minimizing the gating, but you're, it sounds like you're trying to find a sweet spot basically of not making it so easy that you know, there's no gating at all. You get no information. You don't know who's coming through. You can't follow yeah. up with them. Or you get the very minimum, just enter any email or any series of characters with an at in the middle and, and we'll let you have access. And now we have to deal with all this dirt in our database, all this garbage. As a data company, we clean people's data all the time. And one of the all biggest time. problems is people punching the keyboard when they have a form fill. Right. And literally, I know because I used to do it too and I still do sometimes, but you will just punch the keyboard. Like first name, smash. Last name, smash. ASDF, JKL. Oh, yeah. Oh, one of the most popular email addresses ever is ASDF at JKL.com. They could save a character if they just did .co. That should get through as well. So you guys kind of, on one hand, you're minimizing the form fill, but on the other hand, you're also minimizing the amount of garbage data that comes through. Yeah, and filtering out of top, right? We're filtering out way before it even gets into your into your workflows of you know lead routing, all kind of stuff, right? We're filtering out before they can even get your content. If they want to read it, right? And again, if people like your content, right. they're going to want the content, right? Because typically the human nature is you're going to want to download it and want to forward it to somebody or whatever, right? Save it to read it offline. You're not always going to want to read your content online, right? Um, yep. So that's, that's the, that's the beauty of that is, is what we do see is we see an increased level again, because we can prove it with the data, right? That we now can get you, if you're getting hundred people filling it out, I've got 51 more coming right after it did, or just going to, they like it what they saw, right? Again, they were banning that you would have lost them anyway. It's the same traffic going to the same page that you have your form on. I mean, you didn't pay any more for it other than right. that. Leave. And as much as I don't like gating content, I guess I would say if people aren't willing to give you an email address to get your content, maybe you need to work on having more valuable content on something they actually want enough to give you that email. Um, and then uh, coming around to data privacy, this stuff, I don't know. I really like, we're a data company. I like the data privacy laws. So yeah. uh, I don't think GDPR, I'm not too big of a fan of, but here in California, I don't think ours is going too far. One of the things these kind of laws do is it allows, it allows people to have more confidence in putting their email into that form. Yeah. You know, we get people all the time. I'll have people that are going to come on this podcast and they say, wait, if I give you my email so you can send me the uh, podcast info, is that going to end up in your database? And I'm like, oh, well, uh, yes, I, I understand oh, that you yes. have that fear. <laughs> One, it's probably already there. That's how I reached out to you. Um, <laughs> um, but, uh, but also, you know, that, that's not a very useful way of collecting data. And with these data privacy laws, there's, there's certain, you know, when you say, here's how we're going to use it, you're, you're bound to that. So they can be confident right. that yes, you're using it to verify this, but if you say you're not going to add them to the newsletter, you're not. 
If you say you are, if they want that, then you are. Great. Usually when I get content, if there's a newsletter, I also want that because it's, it's valuable content. Um, anyway, uh, I'm getting off task here a little bit. Let's, let's uh, without further ado, jump into this demo so we can see the platform. Now that we have a kind of an overriding understanding of what it's, uh, what it's looking to do and manage and how it's um, doing the website conversion optimization, I guess I would say, specifically around content. Yeah. Uh, excellent. You want to uh, take it over here and start rolling with the uh, with the demo? Yeah, let me uh, take over and I will sort of just share my screen. And for those of you on uh, not on not on video, I'll walk you through it as well, just so you kind of have an idea. So um, so what I'll do is I'll walk you through sort of the what no forms would look like, right? Because I think everybody knows what a form page looks like, and and I we've got a ton of examples on those where the exit intent is working. But I think it's valuable to look at really. Um, what does it look like when you kind of go to um, something that doesn't have a form, right? And so if you think about this, right, this is now, we're, so Sage and Tech is one of our customers, so I'm just going to take you there. So I was, I was considering, so for people who aren't watching the video on this also, yeah, um, uh, I could do a play-by-play -play of what you're doing, but yeah. I think that would kind of ruin it. Okay, he's opened up a website. Here we go. It's called <laughs> Sage and Tech. Right. Uh, yep, we see it. We see a page. There's some text. There's some images. Looking good. And now, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's uh, so right. So we kind of sage in tech and, um, and it, what's the experience right now is immediately you kind of come in instead of seeing a form, you're seeing the actual content, right? So, I mean, clearly the, the experience is a much better than what, than what you're you know, typically going to see on a form page. Right? So, so not so, a blank generic page with a couple fields and a graphic or yeah, and a graphic that says click here to get your whatever, right? If this is, Hey, look, this is the content you came to see. And oh, by the way, I'm spoofing the IP address because we're showing also a bit of personalization around healthcare, right? So you're also seeing related stuff or relevant to who I am. In this case, you know, I'm supposed to be coming from healthcare, right? So you're now seeing everything around HIPAA on, in sort of recommended content for you. But in, now, in, is that your content specifically or is that like a Google AdWords? No, this is, this is their, so this is Sage and Text content, right? So mm -hmm. What we're doing in, in this case, they're using Sixth Sense as their uh, provider. So we've integrated with Sixth Sense, uh, and we have an API. So we're taking whatever signals they've set up through there, uh, and then we're offering the you know Sage's content. So we're we're offering Sage and Text content um, around in this case HIPAA. They've got stuff for nonprofits and software companies, etc. Right. right. So not everybody coming to this content will see that same stuff on the left. Correct. That's customized to the, person. The, the known information on the visitor. Correct. And this is coming in from, you know, intent data. It comes in from the IP address. It's coming in from a signal that we're reading on a cookie. Uh, so it, it really depends on, on the signal that we're going to get. But, you know, yes. you come to the page, right? You see that it's a 12-page, you know, uh, PDF essentially, right? And you now have the ability to kind of scroll through and read through, right? So you're now able to kind of run through and see. 12 and pages case, of HIPAA. Hoorah! I right. see the, so, the first couple images in the content there are people like holding their heads like, <laughs> oh. Right. oh, my gosh. <laughs> But yeah, so in this case, I come in and now I get to the end of the preview. So you can do a preview or you can do the entire thing. Again, as we were talking about earlier, mm -hmm. you can do an ungated, right? So uh, the user can customize that to allow people without entering any information in to view as much or as little of the content as they want. Exactly. And so at this point, you can do that. You can do, you know, page 135. You know, you can do video. So I can do from minutes, you know, two zero whatever, five to 225, right? You can ah. do different edits within that to show the most important pieces. So I want to show a couple really meaty pieces on a different page 
to really get the you know people engaged with it. Um, so you can so, put like an episode of Game of Thrones in there, but only the first five yeah, minutes. Right, but and only the first you, you got to put in your email to get the rest. <laughs> Pretty much. So that would be essentially an essence, right? If we were on the consumer side. Uh, but yeah, and then essentially we're just asking with the single field. And because we're asking, you know, for GDPR, we're asking for country, but we know what country you're coming from. So we actually pre-populate that. So it's sort of like trying to remove as much friction as we can, because what we would find out, you know, in, in the early days was you'd also get people from, you know, GDPR country selecting the United States. Right. We're selecting any of the first, again, the first drop-down box being an A, it's, right? Like okay. Italian, I hate GDPR. Right? Europe is dead to me. Um, you you're they're but making not. people in europe who want this stuff are are, are having to lie about what their country and they're in to get well, the again, content it's, it's like a 13 year old trying to look at an alcohol website or something like that they're it's, like it's yes i'm 18 because my country has this draconian law that prevents me from accessing stuff on the internet well i think there's there, there's different ways part of that is they want to you know and they do want to opt in right and they don't want to get spammed too so again part of that is they're trying to lie right so but when we do get them coming through, they are, you know, they're valid business emails. And we verify before we API that is someone's marketing. I mean, we verify through their LinkedIn profile that that's their name, that's their title, that's their industry they're in. That's, that's where they are actually located, right? Based on specific your profiles up to date more than anything else, right? Nice. Um, so that's, that's sort of that last step for us. And then we API on it, with, along with your date time stamp when you opted in anything else. So we do this in real time. Again, we do all the real time checks against blah, 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 uh, you know, blah, blah, blah.com, right? So we... In real time, we're gonna we're gonna block that, right? So you can't get index <laughs> content, you know. Without, you gotta put uh, some creative wording. Try again, schmuck. That's yeah, so well, lazy. They, <laughs> so they block, and I won't do because I know it's not a video. So I will, yeah. but they do block their uh, their competitors, right? So in this case, you know, Oracle's competitive theirs. Um, ah. They have some cheeky things that they do. So like looking mm -hmm. for a job. So you can you can so you can program in specific domains to be like, by the way, don't let this guy come and get our content. <laughs> Well, again, Make you want to be able to sort of not also engage with people too. So we can, in yeah. this case, I'm showing you, which is what we call our self-nurturing landing pages, right? Because these are self-nurturing and we have a content hub. So we're obviously, this content's for everybody because you're, you're coming to these pages, right? But in the case of its uh, exit intent, right? We can make sure that we're not engaging with, if it's like your partners or if it's your competitors, we just make sure, look, it, it doesn't matter, right? right? So let's just block these IP addresses, these companies. Uh, from getting access to your content, which you can go do, right? So you have the ability to go do that in our in our system. Nice. Uh, so it, it is again, it's a different. Every company has their own things, right? So, um, but that's really you know, in a nutshell, sort of about the product. I mean, there's there's different things that you can go do uh, in terms of the exit intent, but that's sort of the easiest one. I think the the best part is the ability now to have people be able to binge on that content, right, and understand that they're now able to come in. Uh, and you're able to get a bit more personalized with what you're going to deliver them, whether that's going to be, I'm coming and I'm a CFO from a nonprofit and I want to see only, you know, nonprofit related stuff. I didn't realize that coming in, right? But the reality is I now know, instead of I have to go hunt around for, hey, I'm nonprofit, not everything really applies to me. Well, in this case, you know, Sage actually offers everything to you, right? And like, hey, wow, these guys know who I am. So the ability for this person to now probably convert on an asset is higher, right? And again, right. at the end of the day, right, it's all about getting that conversion through. And what we're finding is through our data is that 62% of the customers that we're delivering are net new customers to somebody's database or net new prospect you want to call, but you know, essentially net new data in their database. They didn't have this personal, this, this email address before. Right. So even if, even if their original content is not quite on target, they click on like, Oh, this isn't quite what I was looking for. Or eh, you have this additional uh, bespoke or not quite bespoke, but uh, you know, catered content that in the window on the left there yeah. that um 
that can help them give them even more useful information in the in the area that that you think they're in, they might be interested in. Absolutely, and and sort of you can do the same thing even inside of a just their you know they have their resource center, right? Um, it's the same thing with inside of their resource center. If I had come in and I spoofed that I'm coming from you know another industry or something, right? I'm going to have completely different look and feel for this. You know, we call it a content, you know, adaptive content, but essentially it's, it's a resource. It's a, it's a better resource center because it's not just a bunch of content sitting out there that somebody throws up and here's another one, here's another one, here's another one. This right. is not going to be content that's going to be presented to you based on who you really are. Uh, and that's pretty powerful, right? Because again, the idea is to surface that content to the person that makes the most sense for that. And yeah. again, and, and we're actually launching sort of the RAI engine around that as well. So training the models to understand, you know, hey, this person's coming from this company. These are the types of content these folks are looking at, or this is the type of content that's most downloaded from this company. Let's make sure we're surfacing that. Based it can on also be a little telling sometimes. Uh, I notice when I type stuff into, uh, into Google, obviously yeah. Google, Amazon, these things all have similar, um, they're using AI for this predictive stuff. Yeah. And when you start to type something into Google um, or you purchase something on Amazon and they say, hey, from what we know about you, you might be interested in this. Sometimes it's shaming. Yeah. He says, you start to type something and you're like, wait, how do I? And it finishes with kill somebody? No, that's not. <laughs> and you go to somebody else. Why does it autofill this? And they type in and they get something like, how do I find a good book? And like, oh my gosh. Right. What this is what researching? they think about me. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what are you been researching lately? Is the so when, I, I feel like I'm going to go to Sage Intact and look at the content they recommend for me. And it's all like, wait a second. <laughs> why, why are these all write-ups on four? Why do they all end with four dummies? <laughs> um, sometimes it can be telling about who they think you are. Um, right. Anyway, that's interesting. So I was thinking that your product was all about the, the content and how it's gated and managing that to optimize. But then there's this whole other layer of, um, of what content is being curated for them and shown to them within, within that same, within that yeah. same window. Yeah. Cause when you think about it, what we're doing is we're changing the experience for, that landing page or that website visitor, right? Because the idea is they come in with a mindset back to the mindset earlier, right? Which is, I'm gonna see a form, right? So we're now changing that up to give them a better experience and at that point, help optimize that experience, right? So it's not just about, hey, here's some content, here's the content. You always wanna show them what they came to see. If they clicked on an ad, they got there. You don't wanna like bait and switch them, right? But right. you wanna show them what they came to see, but make sure that the recommended or the related content is actually personalized, right? Because then that's how you that's how you also increase the ability for them to now go and really do some conversions. Because you you know, and not just on that single asset. Because think about it, think about what a landing page, a typical form page is. It's a total dead end, right? I get one form and I'm done, and I, and it's, I get a thank you page. It's like right, maybe reroutes you to the page, home page, but that's well, about yeah. It. What what's going on? So why not offer up the relevant content or the Netflix model, which is here's the next one, here's the next one, mm -hmm. and because what you're able to do is every time they're downloading you know, we're basically capturing all that and we're publishing all those. Here's what they're doing. So now you're able to also start to build a bit more of a profile on, look, this is the type of content these people are looking at and they're able to kind of go through versus let me put them in a nurture stream and send this one to them. And then in like another two weeks, I'll send this one to them. Right. Interesting. I bet you also the marketers being able to look at that information saying, Hey, when people view this content, we have five other pieces of content that we offer them here and 90% of them go for this one regardless of the order they're displayed in. And it can kind of help you say, hey, obviously that just the name, I guess, of that piece of content. Or whatever, is, right? Maybe is what's, is what's converting. Thing. Like right. create and more it, content it, like this. This is what correct. people are looking for once they're in this path, kind of. It helps you 
it's your content strategy. It helps you build out your content strategy, essentially, right. Right? which is where are people converting? What, what are some of the topics that they're looking at? And then how is that coming through, right? And, and what's either, what's working in terms of converting, but also you can look at what's being highly viewed, but not converted. Then you know that maybe there's a content problem. So something's mm. not, something's missing the mark. Right. So yeah. how, I can either refresh that asset or, or whatever. Right. Viewed great subject line or great name to the to the piece of content, but not converted. OK, the content itself, not so great. So it's really can help you optimize the, the customer journey kind of It can help yeah. you streamline that and see what path people are effectively going down and, and which pieces of content people are dying on. Right. Exactly. And you can see, I mean, again, in the case of at least the case of when you're looking at you know, where you're talking about the, re, you know, the content hub or, or a self-nurturing landing page, it's different, right? Because you're, you're, you're directly dealing with, with folks. In the case of abandonment for us, right, we're dealing with people that are annoyed and walking away, right? right. So we automatically know that it's a, it's a different experience for the people that are annoyed and walking away and what you have to do to get them, right? So that's different than when we're engaging with people that are not. So the, the metrics that come through, you can say, hey, these people are converting on my asset. Well, here's the people that are annoyed and walking away. Here's the ones that are looking at it and just think it's terrible. Here's the ones that are looking at it and converting on it. And, and hopefully, it's, there's, there's a, the balance of you've got a lot more people converting on it uh, at, you know, in a ratio, right, that people that are just taking it and walking away. Yeah. You mentioned at the very beginning the three point something percent on the conversions. The, the, yeah. What I love about that number is the amount of room for improvement. It's crazy. It's like, right. oh, if you spent a hundred bucks. You basically have 96 bucks. You should just yeah. do the trash can, right? You still, well, and I don't know. I wouldn't, I saw a stat the well, other day about cold calling and they were like, oh, 90 something percent of cold calls are waste. I'm like, well, no, they're not a waste. You have to make all those to know which ones. Now maybe you can, right. you can optimize and, and improve that number, but you still have, the hard work has to be done. It seems on this, you still have to drive all that traffic to get that small percentage of conversions it would always be great to know the, you know, 1% of people within your target audience that are going to buy your product and just focus on them. But yeah. it's just kind of well, not how the world works. Well, that's where intent date also helps out, right? Because right. you're able to start to see who is surging on your, you know, key topics, right? And, and for that matter. So but if we can improve that percentage from three Absolutely. to six, you just doubled, you know, uh, ostensibly that now should just double your sales. Stuff. You're now basically targeting people that are raising their hand, and they're probably tired of holding their hand up for that, right? So it's like they're they're raising their hands about, hey, I'm interested in what you have to offer. I'm looking at your competitors, whatever else out there, right? So that's where you look at intent data, and you know, and um, you know, Von Boer's at the company search data, right? So I think you have that, and now you have the ability to say, look, I can now go target my ads especially, and also I could enrich that data, and I could send emails in the U.S. Remember in the U.S. Yep. Don't do that in Europe. <laughs> But, you know, because, uh, but now you have the ability to go do that, right? So now you can target these people uh, and do, you know, sort of different methodology and your conversions should be higher. I mean, we see that, you know, I see it because I use, I use those products as well. So, I mean, and I'm able to go do that, right? I think the ability when you're able to kind of tie in, you know, sort of a multi, uh, multi-pronged approach, but you, but using intent data is a, is a pretty powerful thing, right? Hmm. One other thing I like, and I know, this, I I'm guess I should put out. I know my, so this demo is obviously. Was, is that the demo? Are we done? Yeah. I mean, look, that's, that's, it's pretty easy, right? I love it. Quick and easy. The one I've seen many solutions where um, they've got a lot of great functionality, but by the time the demo is done, I'm exhausted. And the first two minutes showed me what I wanted to see, but well, now hey, I'm, I mean, I'm I, I abbreviated it for you. Cause I mean, again, yeah. I know we all have the ADD world. And again, not everyone's obviously on video. Most people yep. are on, on the I'm sure there's more behind the scenes, but 
quick, easy, simple, exactly what we want and something. I love it. This is where I put in the disclaimer of uh, Hushley did not pay us to come on. We reached out to them to come on the podcast. Um, <laughs> nobody pays us to come on. We would not turn down money if somebody did, but we'll let you, we'll let you know when somebody starts paying us to come on the show. Yeah. Uh, so although sometimes it sounds like I'm doing uh, an infomercial for, you know, on this episode, on some past episodes, I always have to mention that, uh, no, I just really like marketing and, and good solutions and uh, get excited about them. Um, <laughs> So I want to jump to a quick break. I uh, just wanted to confirm that that, that, was, the, uh, that was the demo. After yeah. the break, I'm going to want to get into uh, to pricing and, and some other kind of key things. Who's this for? Who's this not for? All that kind of fun stuff. All good stuff. Yep. Uh, so you've been listening to the Ify Market Podcast. We've got James uh, Kessinger on. He's the chief marketing officer over at Hushley. We just uh, wrapped up the demo. And when we come back, we'll get some more. Hi, this uh, is Mitch more Duckler. I am managing this. partner of Full Surge, which is a brand and marketing strategy consulting firm based out of Chicago. We help clients develop brands that are indispensable, meaning brands that your customers cannot live without. So whether it's positioning, architecture, extension and growth, or brand experience, we can help you build those indispensable brands that your customers will truly love. The name of my book is The Indispensable Brand. You can find it on our website, which is fullsurge.com. That's F-U-L-L-S-U-R-G-E.com. You can also find information about the book on my LinkedIn, which is Mitch Duckler. Um, and same with uh, Twitter at Mitch Duckler. Welcome back to the Ify Market Podcast. We have James Kessinger, the Chief Marketing Officer over at Hushley, just gave us a demo, and uh, we just listened to an amazing commercial from, insert commercial name here. Uh, I never really mentioned the commercial, but <laughs> we're back from the, from the break. We've got James here on the podcast um, going over Hushley website conversion optimization specifically for content. And, and form fills and content, but also then going beyond that initial piece of content and form fill and into additional content and keeping people in the customer journey and uh, kind of showing them all the other content and information that, that you have to, to, to offer. Uh, love the solution, James. I was raving um, during the break also with him about how simple it is and, and how much I, I like and appreciate that. Uh, got some tough questions here for you, though. Away. I love I, them. I noticed during the demo there was a pricing button on your site. I see a lot of sites that don't offer the pricing, and I know why because I get beat up over here about it when this comes up. I believe in displaying pricing. A lot of companies get controlled by their salespeople who don't want to display the pricing because they want to be able to sell it for whatever they can. Mm -hmm. So, pricing, can you show us your pricing options for, uh, for this tool? Uh, I can tell you. I mean, they're actually, and they're actually, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're actually, uh, I mean, I could show you if you want, but, um, but yeah, so essentially if you're, the, we're performance-based pricing, right? So the, if I look at one of the key differences between us and, and maybe our competition, right? Um, take, take all the other stuff aside. Here's, here's another one, right? Which is called pricing. We don't charge software fees, platform fees, professional services fees. You can do unlimited, you know, pages, that kind of stuff. Uh, we charge with a lead. So it's a cost per lead model. If we're doing abandonment, meaning if I'm, if it's on your infrastructure and we're just doing abandonment, it's 20 bucks a lead. And if we're doing a self-nurturing landing page or one of our um, adaptive content hubs, right? So we're the resource center, it's $5 a lead because essentially, you know, the difference being is that when we're dealing with people who are annoyed walking away, it's, you know, it's, it's going to be, uh, you know, the traffic flows are different in, in that regard, right? So 
uh, versus we're dealing with people who are directly navigating and, and coming to those traffic. So we realize that uh, we're going to convert higher at the end of the day. We, and we actually statistically see that we, so we basically said we better bring our pricing down because uh, we understand that, you know, we're basically replacing what you're already getting. But what mm -hmm. we're seeing is we're seeing an increase of, of up to 200% in some cases for, uh, for customers when they're using um, the self-nurturing pages in our, in our content hub. So that was a, a way for us to really help um, just bring that barrier down. I mean, because you think about it, we, we, we can offer basically a $10,000 package and a $20,000 package. I can give you 4,000 leads for 20,000 or 10,000, I can give you 1,000 leads. I mean, it's pretty basic stuff, right? Interesting. I'd never even considered that it would be on a lead basis. Yeah. Um, that's, that's a really interesting, um, it's not, I mean, again, pricing model. it's, uh, I mean, think of it this way. It's, it's unique in that because we're a SaaS company, right? Um, mm -hmm. but it's also unique because we put our money where our mouth is, right? If it's not working, you're, you know, you're not going to pay for a garbage lead, right? And that's what we're saying. We, we put our money behind the quality aspect, which is that, that final end product of the human verified lead that we said, yes, they've opted in. They're going in all that other garbage, you know, somebody who didn't, somebody who opened the email, but didn't, we couldn't verify who they were. You can have that lead for free, you know, and then just do a CSV balance. You can have, you can have it. We're not going to API that in. Right. That's fascinating. So for, for the listeners and many of the people listening are, um, you know, early in their marketing career, sorry to the people that are, that are, you know, <laughs> that have been in marketing for a long time, but many of the listeners just by the demographics of marketers out there, you know, yeah. the, when you get up, there's not too many CMOs out there compared to marketing interns. Um, and many of them will be at small companies. What kind of price point are they looking at? I mean, what's the, the entry level average that somebody's paying per month for, for Hushly? Yeah, I mean, so we start with, uh, again, back to the pilot. We start with the pilot, right? Because it's the easiest way to prove the model out. So we offer, uh, if you're going with abandonment, there's a 10 and 20K option, 250 leads or 1,000 leads. Uh, if you want to go the you know, advanced route, which is sort of the, the lead with value versus the form, it's again, 10K, 20K. And you can either get a thousand leads or four thousand leads, and that's pretty much it, right? And, and the time variance difference, right? In terms of, we typically see um, it's either six months or or a year if you're going to do if you're doing you know four thousand leads and you're you're signing for twenty k, it's a year. Uh -huh. on that. Um, but everything okay. else is pretty much you know thirty sixty days. Um, you can do. I mean, we have some customers that hit so these these again the larger enterprises they have the traffic, they know what they're doing today. Um, so we have some of these guys that, that hit some of these lead goals uh, pretty quickly, and then we basically because what we do the pilot really is. We're taking the data from that say, what is your conversions today? How are you doing based on the traffic that you're basically generating? How are the, how are the conversions looking? How does the, you know, how much are they lying? Right? <laughs> we can tell you how much people are lying, the data quality, right? We track all that in real time for a dashboard. For Especially the lie detector. Yeah, I mean, we, <laughs> at least, you know, we, we measure data quality. We say we're gonna get you at least, a, you know, basically a 59% lead lift in, um, on your leads with our, with our actual research we've done, as well as a four and a half X on your content engagement, as well as a 59% uh, on your data quality. So it's, you know, you get both. Um, so we say 51 is sort of our, is, you know, 51% lead conversion lift is what our goal is, but we're actually exceeding, exceeding goal today. So it's, which is actually pretty cool. And so that's, um, you know, that's, that's why we, we kind of do the things we do, right? Which is we price it that way because we can measure everything. It's all, again, it's all data driven, right? It's data driven, but the data is managed on the back end by you guys. So it isn't like people getting a Hushly account have to do a bunch of crunching and creating dashboards and all that kind of stuff. You're, you're no, and, and the data is driving the, the Hushly is. engine kind of. And we make it easy for you because we know that, you know, you know, as MarTech, right, there's 7,000 companies out there and probably three or four that are relevant in our space, right? Um, I would say from that perspective, we also 
we push that data to wherever you want to go. You want to push it into your CRM, you want to push it into Tableau, you want, wherever you want to push that data to go, wherever you're doing your crunching, right? Because it's about how do you how do you want to look at that person all the way through from the top of the right. funnel through what you're doing on marketing automation to what you're doing through maybe outreach, mix match with somebody, right? Where you're doing your sales outreach all the way into your CRM stuff, right? So use all that data because we have a ton of it. And so Yeah. That integration is key. Uh, I spoke recently at a show about the future of data, and my main point was you're not going to see it much anymore um, because of integration. You know, in the past, a solution like yours, maybe people had to go into the dashboard and export stuff and then import it into their CRM or print it out and give it to their account managers and, yeah. and create spreadsheets and marketers shouldn't be doing all that stuff. No, and and when you guys integrate things and push it directly in, it allows them to do their job, which is make the campaigns that actually push the traffic through the site, design right. and make the creative, decide what creative to make, all those kind of marketing things instead of um, you know, running spreadsheets to crunch numbers to do the stuff right. that your system does on the back end. Yeah, we, we expose more data for the marketing automation platform. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, so another question here on the product, uh, who would you say the product's not designed for? Like who shouldn't be using Hushly? Uh, B2C companies would be <laughs> a broad statement. So we're it's an B2, easy one. Yeah. B2B only, so that's, a, that's a really easy one. So yeah, I'd say. Wait, uh, I'll interject here too. And I'll say, if you're a B2C company, and you're listening to this podcast, this is a B2B podcast. Go to your own space. <laughs> Come on. Uh, you, so that can, would be, uh, you can still listen. It's okay. Number one. Uh, I, I'd say, honestly, the, the biggest one would be if you don't have content, right? If you don't have content, we really can't help you. I mean, just, <laughs> I mean right? We're there to help basically educate with content, you know, with your content for that matter, right? Your perspective and or your existing customer, right? About new solutions you have and everything else, right? Because you're doing okay. Good. But let's say they, they're like, oh, we have content. We have an FAQ and another information page. Like how much content do they need to have? Uh, that's a good question. I mean, I mean, I think you can have as little as a couple landing pages, right? At the end of the day. I mean, that's not getting anybody because it, 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 what really matters probably at that point is, okay, what's your traffic, right? So, right. so yes, we uh, have startups, right? So we have startups that we work with that have reduced traffic or, you know, minimal traffic. Um, and we also have obviously the large ones. So it really becomes down to, do you have enough traffic and, and what is your, what's your strategy right at the end of the day? Um, I, my, I was a customer, which I probably failed eventually. I was a customer before I came on as your CMO. Um, I'm not just the CMO. I'm yeah, also. exactly. I know. I, I, <laughs> So that was, uh, that for me was also, you know, my, my biggest one was data quality. I mean, I, I had a huge, I would get uh, at my prior company, uh, it was a startup as well, right? And so we would get 100 leads coming in, 95 of them were, gar were garbage, right? So I was like, oh my God. So having that discussion when you're sitting in a board meeting, you're like, this is obviously, this is not great. So the fact that we were able to filter out in real time what was going on, but also get an actual business lead on top of that was pretty important for me. Um, you know, cause yeah, everybody has abandonment problems, but that was like low because I had a huge, I had a, had a lead gen problem, you know, everything else, quality problems. So talk about being able to show on your next report that you, uh, increase the lead conversion rate when you identify the garbage and don't call them leads right off the bat. Yeah. Well, you know, which is back to, you know, we were sort of doing the MQL, SQL, you know, that kind of stuff. And. And I was like, look, I can always get an MQL, which is terrible, right, at the end of the day. Right. And I wanted to make sure I'm valid. I was like, look, these aren't valid MQLs at the end of the day. This is just right. this garbage, right? So and Then it's just a marketing lead. You got you to yeah, really put the qualified part in there properly. Yeah. So, I, you know, for me, it was that's what really mattered. And then being able to sort of hand off 
a valid business email from you know somebody that was verified and you know we know they downloaded right we know what they were doing on all the sites so mm-hmm. it was important for us to go do that so if you're a consumer product not for you <laughs> um if you don't have content not for you and if you don't have website traffic it's probably yeah. not for you now that you can have a little bit of content a little bit of traffic i imagine if your content is limited then the second part of the application where you're you're showing them the recommending additional content to them becomes less becomes yeah less i mean i think at that point you know it, try to your rule of thumb is we tend to show four or five pieces of, of related content right so maybe try to get five you know i mm-hmm. guess minimum of five pieces of content would be great uh i think traffic wise you know it, if you're doing 7,000 visitors a month combined right, across all your landing pages, and everything else you're trying to go do, right? Um, we can make it work. It's just going to take a little, it's statistical, right? It's just going to take a little longer to get those. Right, right. Things. So 7,000 visitors, 10 pieces of content, you're, you're in business. You're in business. Um, again, short of that, focus on driving traffic and creating more quality content. Well, I would say focus on creating content. And then get the traffic, right? Oh, otherwise, yeah. you're driving, <laughs> otherwise, you're just driving traffic to an empty shell. Yeah, yeah. Come to our, come to our new TV network. We'll add some TV shows later. Right. <laughs> okay. Um, I guess the only thing left here, um, anything you want to throw in? Anything additional we've left out? And then uh, just uh, we'll we'll get some information out on how people can find you guys. Yeah, I mean, I would say you know because again, part of the thing is right. There is competition out there. You can you can. You, know, you can probably go find the competition. There's there's a couple more, right? There's not many of us. There's only uh, you know I think three others in the space, maybe two that actually have a brand, right? Um, so I'd say, how do I differentiate from those guys, right? So you know, for us, I think there's a couple ways to look at, right? Which is um, one is we have a, a value aspect, and and theirs is a form strategy, right? So they they have a form strategy. They rely on the form vendors, Marketo, you know, your WordPress, whatever you're using, right? Um, we work with existing infrastructure. Um, typically, they've got to have, um, you know, the the C name, the, the subdomains, etc. And again, we would need that if we're going to go do your your self nurturing stuff. Um, we do the lead enrichment. We do the human verification, and uh, and again, the cost per lead model. Those are all differentiators that, that sort of we stack up against. And I think those are those are big ones for us, right? Because I think most of our our competition out there, most of the reasons why we differentiate is because. We're not just at the engagement layer where you're just trying to engage the person coming in. We're at the conversion layer. We're at the enrichment layer. Interesting. Yeah, the enrichment part. We didn't even touch on that. But you guys are taking somebody fills out a form and they give an email address. And then what's going to be pushed through to their their CRM if they're integrated um, is not just that email address with a little thing that says lead. It's a bunch of other information on on the person, company, to make that, that lead much more, much more useful automatically. Yeah. And essentially what we're doing is we, and because every company has got their own, you know, minimum data requirements. So we just say, we map out right at the beginning. What's, what is your you know, minimum data requirements? And then we go through, we map those out. We say, got it. And then that's what we essentially, we push through. So we go and because you know, I mean, you're in the data space. So, you know, there's yep. 85 smart fields you can get on somebody. Right. So this really comes down to what's the most valuable ones you need. You know what I mean? Cause at the end of the day, that's what matters the most to marketers. You know, the fact that are they, you know, if somebody asks on a form, are you ready to buy now in the next six months? I mean, really? I mean, you're, yeah, sure. Whatever, whatever I can do to get through this form is how they're going to answer. So most that's right. Right. <laughs> yes. Maybe minimize some of those fields, you know, people are just going to lie on. Yeah. Um, I, I've seen also people, you get routed and you start realizing that. So you say, oh, I know if I answer this way, I'm going to get us one treatment. And if I answer this way, you learn how to get the, 
um, the better treatment based on your answers. Uh, sometimes <laughs> when people start surveying you, you're like, oh, if I act like this, they're going to comp me my room and they're going right. to really take care of me. But if I tell them who I really am, they're not I'm even going to give me a call back. No, exactly. <laughs> you're training people to lie about who they are. Um, okay, fantastic. So uh, hushly.com, uh, people can go and, uh, and find you guys there and get more information, I'm sure, uh, on, on you there. Probably if they want to see uh, on top of this demo, how you guys work, maybe search some content on Hushly and see what they put you through for their mm -hmm. experience. I bet you they, they eat their own dog food over there. Um, <laughs> I'm really putting, getting risky here with you. Maybe you guys don't, and I'm, uh, I'm putting my foot in my mouth. You know we do. I bet you do. Um, all right, so again, uh, Hushly.com, uh, James Kessinger, CMO over there. If you want to look him up, uh, just check him out on LinkedIn. Anywhere else that, that people should go to, uh, to find out about you, James? Uh, Twitter as well. I'm on Twitter. Just James B. Kessinger. LinkedIn, Twitter. Yep. If you want to see inappropriate things he says, check Twitter. If you want business things, uh, check. <laughs> go to LinkedIn. Right? Go, go to LinkedIn. Um, and uh, thank you for listening to the If You Market podcast. You can check out the show notes on this episode at ifyoumarket.com. I'm your host, Sky Cassidy. Please uh, also give us a good review on iTunes. It really helps get the word out there. That's all we ask from you in return for uh, all this fantastic uh, content that uh, James is delivering and the random rambling that I provide as well. Um, again, ifyoumarket.com. And um, on behalf of the If You Market team and James Kessinger and uh, Carla Joe Helms, who's off today, thank you for listening to the If You Market podcast, where we believe if you market the shit out of it, they will come. The If You Market podcast is brought to you by Mountaintop Data. And at Mountaintop Data, we're all about data for B2B marketing. Our goal is to improve the quality, depth, and coverage of our clients' targeted marketing data while removing the technical pain of accessing and implementing data. We help with everything from new target contacts to appending and cleaning existing data, all with the goal to free you and your team up to focus on creating great marketing experiences. Check us out online at mountaintopdata.com and sign up for our new top data search tool and get free access to search our database of over 30 million business contacts. Use the code hashtag IYM when signing up and get 200 free credits. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.